there. My name is Mo with my co-host Corey. We are the real guys, and this is the real show with two ears. Dance, magic, dance, jump, magic, jump. There we go. As always, I'm with my co-host Corey. How are you doing today, Corey? I'm doing very well, thank you. Fantastic. And as always, you can listen to us on any uh, audio podcast platform. Wherever you get your podcast, we're there. We can watch our video version on our YouTube channel, The Real Show, The Real Show, Real with two E's. Correct. Or you can interact with us on Twitter at The Real Show FM. Fantastic. <laughs> now, how, how do you do a magic jump? Uh, well, I said before, it would be like a, a double jump. So you jump once. And then you do a... It's like a, a normal extra, jump. Normal jump. And then the extra one is a... You jump. Yeah. You do a magic jump. Maybe so it's like jump, a jump, yeah. magic, jump. Unless maybe it's like a really. But like, how do you do a magic dance? Uh, abracadabra. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what it is? Is that the magic you, dance? You d- yeah, because you. We're doing labyrinth. Yeah, we are. Uh, it it it's <laughs> came to cinemas on November fifteenth. 1986. Yeah. So it's just been that just a couple of days ago. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to review Labyrinth. We are. It, it's, a, it's an excuse. Yeah. It's an excuse to review Labyrinth. But Labyrinth, but Jim we Henson. Love, we love Labyrinth and we love Jim Henson. Yes. I love Jim Henson. I also love Jim Henson. I'm a big fan of The Dark Crystal. You are indeed. My, probably my, my favourite film. I do love The Dark Crystal. The world, the law, the puppetry, the, yep. pra- the the practical effects. Yeah. You can't beat it. Here, we've got the same thing. We do. We've got the puppetry, we've got the law, and we've got the practical effects. We do. Oh, yeah. Yes. But it doesn't start off with practical effects. No, nope. no. It starts off with Jennifer Connelly. Uh-huh. She's 14 years old. She's running through the field, doing a bit of Shakespeare in the park. Yep. With by herself, yes, with her dog and an owl Correct. that might just be there. Yeah, is it her owl? Is it a bad CGI owl at the start of the film? Uh, maybe. Is I, it? I don't know. Is it a goblin in disguise? Maybe? I was gonna say. I, I mean, I, in my head, it was like meant to be like, oh, they're like watching over. They're watching. Yeah, the owl watching yeah. you. Yeah. Her dog's cool though. Her dog's cute. Yeah. She's with the dog. She's doing the performance. She's reading from a book that's called Labyrinth. Yep. And she's like, I journey through the Goblin City. You cannot have no power over me. But she always forgets that line. Yeah. She always forgets you have no power over me. She always forgets that line. But then suddenly she's late. She's late. Oh, no. She's got to run back to her house. Yep. But her mum and her shoulder pads are really mad at her. <laughs> she, uh, how come every 80s film always someone's late for something? I don't know. It's like the school bell rings. You go, oh, I'm late for my, my I'm late yeah. to, to babysit my baby brother. Well, how to build tension, obviously. It's That's... raining. You've got to run at home. It's always you've got to run home when it's raining yeah. late in the 80s. You're yeah. late for something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Labyrinth is part of that weird 80s stint of films where it's like, it's yeah. PG, but we're going to scare you. Yeah. It's like Dark Crystal. It's PG. Nice puppet, puppets dancing around. Oh, the bird. The bird's going to crumble into dust and die. <laughs> Ah, you got a hero. We're gonna stab him in the back with these knives. Oh, you know exactly. And oh, Doc, you're gonna suck your essence with this beam. The elf, the podling's face just goes like, like it just like squashes like a wet flannel. Yeah, you know when you grip a wet flannel, it goes like, like that. Yep. (laughs) Her parents, uh, her mom and Zev Suneska from Empire Strikes Back, are very mad at her. She's yes. got to go upstairs and watch her baby brother, yep, Toby Froud. Got to babysit. The son of Brian Froud, one of the makers of this film. Yep. 
along with Jim Henson and George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Back when George Lucas was really experimental, you know, he hadn't got the Star Wars bug. Yeah. But, you know, 1986, Empire Strikes Back, big success. Uh, he's not got not got into the prequel stank yet of 1999, and he's he's just he's the inventive one of that part of the gaggle of filmmakers. You know, yeah. Steven Spielberg, Francis Ford Coppola, George Lucas. He was the experimental guy. He yeah. was the guy who was willing to take the risks. So Sarah, she's unhappy with she's Toby. He keeps crying all the time. He does, yeah. So she decides to do a sane thing. Yep. And call out to the Goblin King, Obviously. as you do. Oh, why wouldn't you? You know. As you, as you do. Yeah, why, why, why not? And then it cuts to, to a bunch of goblins yes. who are just sitting around, yep. sleeping all day, apart from when someone asks for them, apparently. Yes. If someone goes, hey, goblins, they're all like, oh, you're, you're looking around for goblins. <laughs> for the best right door in a minute. Yeah, the door. Hey, that's a goblin. <laughs> David Bowie's going to come through that door. <laughs> oh, I'd like him to. Continue. The, go- the goblins are intrigued by Yes, the... they are. Um, and she calls out to the goblins and she asks for them to take her brother away. And then... She's got to say, I wish. Yeah, because she, she keeps saying it and they're like, oh, she's not said the right thing yet. She's not said the right thing. And then she yeah. says it. And then they... I wish you'd take away. Goblin king, oh, yeah. goblin king. Please take this child away from me. Yep. And then the owl attacks her. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, Hogwarts have got a new, aggressive new uh, application policy. Of course. And then here he comes yep. through the window. He's sparkly. There he is. He's got the big coat on. He's got the big rough, the 80s hairdo. Yep. Glam rock. Very glam rock hair. Yeah. The big collar, the big coat. It's David Bowie as Jareth the Goblin King. Correct. The star of this film. Yes. He's got the front billing. Jennifer Connelly's great, and we'll get on yep. how great she is. But he is also just, just, just marvellous yes from his first line he, he like he grabs you right out the screen he goes what's said is said forget about the baby and you go oh and you just you just melt yep. in the melt in the mouth his voice is you know yep. David Bowie's just so magnetic he's so charismatic he's got everything no he does and he does I was discussing this with a Bowie fan go on I said that they don't think he's that great at acting I was like oh come on he's fantastic but but his performance, it's performance, isn't yeah. it, at the end of the day, isn't it? It's performance. You're not on stage, you're on a screen. But yeah. it's still that level of performance. How he's walking around, he keeps looking, and he's got those those cool... Uh, it's cool to something, but yeah. his eyes are... One of his eyes different colour than another one. That makes him look like one of those cool cats. Yeah. And David Bowie is a very cool cat. Yeah. As, as you could say. You could. Uh, he's slinking around, he's got the voice, and... I think he's he's got that level of performance yeah. that carries it off and carries this film. He does. And then David Bowie's like, "Where's your ba- where's your baby? He's there in the Goblin City." Yeah. And she goes, "Is that the Goblin City?" And he goes, "No, that's a painting." Yeah, that's, a, that's also, a model. It's also a normal reaction. And to that's have. a poorly rendered blue screen effect. Yeah. So what do you care? I'm David Bowie. Is every any time he's there, you're just oh, he's David Bowie. Yeah. And you can't take your eyes off of him. Yeah, that's also a completely normal reaction. This man's just flown in. Exactly. And it's like, is that, not the fact you've just like kidnapped my, my brother. 
the fact that she thinks that everything is wrong. It's so fantasy. Yeah. The fact that this person doesn't flinch at all at any of this happening. No. Sarah is like, oh, yeah, all these goblins are appearing. Oh, there's a goblin. Oh, you're, you're the goblin king. You look yeah. strangely like David Bowie. But, but you're the goblin king. And... Yeah, I think it's all completely normal. Yeah. She's going to go along with it. Well, she's in the world of fantasy, you know. It's yeah. like she's got a wall of teddy bears, and she knows precisely which teddy bear is missing. She does. It's like Lancelot. She, I, she, she does kind of graduate from the George Lucas school of faster and more intense. Yeah. Because at the start, no, she gets better as the film she goes does. on. But at the start, she's a very whiny child actor, and I'm not. I don't like that. Yeah. She's very wild. Fun. She goes, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And then she and then she says something. What does what she say at the start? She says because her dad's like, "I'll come up and talk to you." And she goes, "Oh, you went up and talked to me. You practically kicked down the door." Yeah. And she falls on her bed backwards. And you're like, "Oh, come on, get a grip, woman." Yeah. <laughs> She's only fourteen. Yes, yeah, she is. Go, get a get over yourself. You get your <laughs> life together. Yeah. What are you doing running around in the in the in the park? Yeah. Wearing a dress. Shouting about goblin kings. Yeah. You know, go, go, get, a, get a job. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Get a job. <laughs> she, the goblin king yes. says, there's, there's my castle. You must go to the goblin city. So she, gets, she, she steps into the world, yeah. as you do. Yeah. She goes down the hill from the goblin city. And she's got nine hours, is it? Yeah. And then to solve the labyrinth. And to get in the middle. To get in the middle of the labyrinth to the goblin castle yeah. before her baby brother becomes yep. a goblin. Yes. Now, my first question is are all those goblins other babies, babies? Or, yeah. And everyone who didn't solve the labyrinth has been just been trapped in there forever? Maybe. Maybe. She meets Hoggle, she does. who's gassing fairies. Yes. Um, which is the most. Which is the most alternate fantasy thing you could ever imagine? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cool, cute little fairies. Oh, they bite. They bite you. They're like pests. They're like mosquitoes. Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, the fairy bit me." And Hoggle turns around and he goes, "What do you expect fairies to do?" You know. And I, and I think Labyrinth is one of the first films. You know, screw The Witcher. Yeah. Screw all, all that. I'm trying to think of another alternate fantasy <laughs> that does that kind of thing. <laughs> screw like. Things that are like, oh, you think a fancy thing's really cool, but it's actually really twisted and, and wrong. Yeah. And, uh, and you shouldn't have liked fairies. Uh, but, but, uh, uh, but, but this is what Labyrinth does very well. It takes the first kind of, it takes the first hint of that yep. and brings it in. Like, oh, fantasy's not what it seems. Ooh, yep. the labyrinth. You're going to solve the labyrinth. You think it's a fairy, but it's, it's going to bite you. You go to that door where one guard can only tell the truth and the other guard yeah. can only lie. But surely, let me break this immediately for you, the one that just said that will be telling the truth. He can't lie. Uh, he will not be telling the truth because if he does, he'd be telling the truth. Yeah. And I've just ruined that. Yeah, well, so, in, all, in all fairness, I've heard that riddle so many times and it always like falls out of my head and how it's solved. I've never... What, you've never got it? I, I've got it, but like... If someone asked me, like, a week later, the same riddle, I'd forget. Oh. I'd be like, I can't remember. <laughs> but the, it, I think it's the way I think it's the way they kind of bounce off it's the, yeah. each other. It's, that's how it's done. It is. That's but I, I, can't, I can't remember which one you meant to... Start with. Yeah. I guess. We've not got to that bit yet. No, we Hoggle, Hoggle. Hoggle. Hoggle says, I'll help you through the labyrinth. He takes through the labyrinth. 
and then she runs down a very long hallway. Yes. And a small caterpillar says, "You've got to look the other way." And she go and she and then it's like an optical illusion. Yeah. Because that the door there is an opening, but you've just got to walk through the wall almost, yep. and it's an optical illusion. There are two walls, but it's like forced perspective, yes. as they say. She ca- she carries on, comes up to those doors. And there's the, the, there's the hands. Uh, the, if we can just touch on the practical effects for a moment. Yes, um, of course. And how good they are. They're great. Some of your favourites? Uh, I, you know what? I quite like in this the um, she's going through the labyrinth and she like mm. chalks the floor and like the like whatever they are. I don't know if they're the worms or something. Keep like popping up and. Oh like, yeah, the little man. Flipping stones over and. Like stuff it's like lipstick stuff like she has, by the way. She has yeah. lipstick and she keeps writing arrows on the floor so she knows where she's going. And then the little creatures will pop up and turn the, yep. turn them over. Or the um, like massive, uh, like the stones. Oh, the, the stone heads. heads. Oh, I love those. <laughs> they go, turn back now. Yeah. You must leave. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. You know, every, like, the, this is our f- Please let us do it once. Please let us do it once. <laughs> he always says that. <laughs> I just, I think they're great. <laughs> the, those poor headstone heads yeah. never get anyone walking through that way. <laughs> they got to entertain themselves yeah. somehow, and they never get to do it. Or they're waiting to do. They wait. Is he gonna come by yet? <laughs> no, we have to steady the line. I'm waiting to say, turn back now. No, don't go that way. Legends of the hidden temple. You know they're they're all waiting to say the line. Yeah, I think it's it's sort of like a really badly done stage production. Yeah, but the labyrinth. I I think the practical effects and how it's all embedded together yeah. and the creature design is fun. like dark crystal. Come on, look at that. And this yeah. is as well the creature design of of Hoggle the suits the the the. What was another thing that I really liked? The, how the the mouths of the door knockers, the door when you get to the doors, now the door knockers. Ludo yep. is just a huge like. He's yeah. Wherever he is, like, know, a, yeah. like a furry Balrog. Pretty much. He's like a you know, like a Chewbacca kind yeah. of you know suit, and I really like that. Even the little goblins. Yep. The designs of the little goblins. Like it's one that's just got a really squashed face. And I like that. His face is like really scrunched up, and he's like, Ugh, like that. I, don't know. I think they're like orcs. They're like, yeah. I'm, I'm really impressed with all the goblin suits and everything. Yep. And the fact that it makes David Bowie stand out even more, more yeah. than David Bowie would stand out. Yeah. And if you want to talk about a uh, bit, bit of nightmare fuel, but it's going kids and weird, like, what even are they? The, the red, feathery ones, like, take all the heads oh, yeah, off. Yeah, we're and... going to go into that. Because that is one point, and we'll leave that for a little bit. Because I've got a few notes on that scene. Oh, but, of course you do. Uh, surprise yeah, me. of course. Um, and even the smaller creatures that we get that, that appear every now and then, yep. like um, the, the the caterpillar thing, the caterpillar thing, yeah. like that. That's a tiny little model, yes. but it just so well the bird on top of that guy's head, and how it can move, how it can move, like a sock puppet, yep. how it can move freely, and to think about how much. That would be in terms of creature creation yep. and the feathers and the fur and the, and the and the material and the animatronics and everything to do with that and the puppet the puppetry. Jim Henson's all about practical puppetry. Yes, and it really shines through in Labyrinth. But it's in front of the camera. You know, I was having a discussion with someone a few a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They were talking about CGI versus practical effects, and they're like, um, they say what. One of the things he said was, "Yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, but it doesn't. A puppet. If you have a puppet in front of you, yeah, it doesn't look real." Yeah. I was like, "What do you mean it doesn't look real? It's there in front of the camera. Yeah. It's real. I can touch it." Yeah. 
I can go up to that weird sleepy man and touch his big moustache. Right. Touch the bird. You know, I can go up to Ludo and give him a big hug. And that's that's what you want with these creatures, don't you? You want to be really practically there in front of you. Like if there was a goblin here, you could touch his little face. Yep. You know, he'd probably be really slimy or something. Or he'd be, I imagine they'd be really crinkly. Like a, a crunched up piece of paper. Yeah. You know, if you touch a goblin. Yeah, you know what? Probably not far off, in all fairness. What, would you, what, what creature from Labyrinth would you like to touch? Uh, I mean, Ludo seems soft. You, Ludo does seem soft. Um, there's, uh, what's he called? Uh, the, like, Musketeer. Oh, um, he's got a name. He does. For some reason, I remember the name of his dog, but not him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's the Musketeer, he's like a fox. He's, yeah. like a fo- he's like a dog, isn't he? The Musketeer's yeah. like a dog. The one that's like, no, no one shall pass without my permission. Yeah, and, the, and Sarah's <laughs> like, can we have your permission? I mean, that's what I'd say. Yeah. You know, can we have your permission? Yeah. And he's like, sure, sure, yeah. go ahead, pass. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's like the bridge It's like the bridge guy from Monty Python. Yeah. Uh, but if we can go on to Sarah for a thing, I, she's just a great hero for this, isn't she? Yes. I think not only is her outfit great, she's very fancy herself. I like the sort of flowy shirt she has and kind of the waistcoat. I think that's very... She's dressed up like um, someone who would be having this fantasy adventure. Yeah. And... She's dressed in that sort of, uh, not flowery way, but very um, like majestic, graceful manner of the, you know, the flowing shirt and the the coat. And I think that works great for her. Uh, I think she's a great protagonist. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, you know, Jennifer Connelly does does a good performance. She does, especially for her age. Goodness me. Yeah. Um, Especially for how young she was at the time. I think. And you see, and it gets better as the film goes on, which is, yeah. it starts off a bit here and there, but uh, as I said, a bit, a bit, you know, whiny, but she, it gets better because she learned, as she's learning the labyrinth, her performance improves. Yeah. In the labyrinth as well. It does. It does. But I wonder if Coy's performance will improve <laughs> with some trivia, labyrinth, labyrinth trivia. Take us away. Thank you, Corey. Welcome. Welcome to Trivia. Right, here we go. <clears throat> trivia time. Give us some trivia about Labyrinth. I'm very excited. The owl in the title sequence is computer generated. Mm-hmm. The first attempt of a photorealistic CGI animal character in a feature film. Wow. Yeah. Big achievement there. Uh, the various things that Jareth does with the crystal balls mm-hmm. uh, are not camera tricks. They are actually done by Michael Moxton, who is an accomplished juggler. He was crouched behind David Bowie with his arms replacing Bowie's. Yes. Uh, to do all the uh, contact juggling, is what it's called. Okay. okay. Uh, with, little, with little kind of balls there. The uh, dance magic scene uh-huh. consisted of over 48 puppets, 52 puppeteers, and eight people in goblin costumes. What? People in goblin costumes? I don't know. Okay. Uh... Here's a little fun fact for you. A hoggle puppet. A, a hoggle puppet. A hoggle puppet. Yeah. Got lost on an airplane when it eventually turned up at an unclaimed baggage in Scottsboro, Alabama. Nice. It wasn't in the best condition, so it was restored and placed along with the belongings he was travelling with in a display case at the airport's entrance. Excellent. Is he still there today? I don't. I, I hope I so. Up. I, I really would hope so. 
Is he still? Imagine somebody found that. You yeah. doesn't want to be killed or something. Like, you know what? what? <laughs> Maybe you thought you'd be having some kind of labyrinth adventure yeah. to find that, eh? And uh, for any radio listeners, if you're listening to us on a radio and heard Dance Magic at the start of the show, David Bowie did the voice gurgling for the baby in the song Magic Dance. Nice, of course he did. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah. Uh, there's also a uh, miniature video camera in Ludo's right horn. Okay. Uh, but fed to a small screen installed inside his head. Yes, he's still there. So is he still there? Hoggle is still there. <laughs> As of 20th of April 2023, which is recent, which is a few only months ago, Hoggle is still there. Right. If you're interested, there he is. Look at that. Look at that. No, but yeah, he's not in the best condition. His, fa- his face is a bit messed up, but yeah. But he looks like Hoggle. Also, uh, you were speaking about the uh, Monty Python bridge scene. Yep. Monty Python member Terry Jones wrote the first draft of a script. Jim Henson, oh. Be- Jim Henson then let others rewrite Jones's draft. Uh, Henson then went back to Jones saying the script had lost its humour and asked Jones to put the jokes back in. Okay. Jones then tried to pull it back to his original version but had to retain some of the different directions the script had taken. Jones' mm-hmm. biggest problem in the final draft was it was then to the lab and was shown before Sarah got there. Okay. So similar stuff was written by one of the people of Monty Python. Well, well, well uh, to that point, yes. I think that the fact that we see everything with Sarah mm-hmm. is the best point of this film. Yep. Because... Sarah is our protagonist. Not only is she our protagonist, she's also our way into the world. Yes. She summons the Goblin King. Correct. She brings everything together. Yep. She should be the way through. She's like our point of view. She's our perspective. She's yeah. our entrance. It, 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 there's a name for it. There is. Uh, the fact that she is our entrance into the world. She is who we experience everything with. Yep. So she is on. She's with that, or she's in the place of the audience. Mm-hmm. She's saying, "Oh, look, here's the Goblin King. He's David Bowie," and <laughs> He's gonna take. He's gonna show me his magic balls, and. I mean, he's showing you something in this film. Yeah, he is. He's definitely showing you something. Yeah. Between. He's like, yeah, definitely about that. <laughs> um, he's wearing quite tightly fitting trousers. Yeah, it's Google a picture of him in this yeah, film. You know what well, one about? You know what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, not only for his glam rock hair, and his uh, and his like, his his coats and, and his coats and jackets. Yeah. But also for. Something else he might Yeah. Um, not only does um, Gareth bring his great outfits and great performance, mm. he also brings his great, um, his, his great quotes. And like, he's very quotable. Yeah. Like my favourite quote from, from the Goblin King in, in this film, David Bowie, is when they just go from the, um, the scenes with the talking stone heads. Yep. And they see one of the magic, one of the magic orbs. And it's rolling down. It, it draws into this guy's pot. And then they go over to him. And he's like a hobbled, like little mm-hmm. guy and just sitting down and then suddenly David Bowie appears and he goes nothing 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 tra la la and like yeah. Bowie why did you just say that Bowie <laughs> nothing tra la la what kind of line is that I don't know <laughs> nothing tra la la like what that's so unnecessary yeah but it's so Bowie and that's what carries that, that's what carries it yeah and also when he goes on that stench that like, that, like stench tirade where he goes, he really rides that stench, that stench angle, because he goes, I'll, I'll dip you into the bog of eternal stench, and then Hoggle's like, no, don't do it, and then later he talks to Hoggle again, and he goes, I'll dip you in the bog of eternal stench before you could blink, watch out, Hoggle, and then, oh, no, he doesn't call him Hoggle, he calls him like Hogwhip or something, yeah. he keeps misnaming him. Then at the end. <laughs> 
then, and then he goes, "I'll not dip you into that bog of eternal stench. If you could get, if you could get Sarah to kiss you, I'll make you into a prince." And then Hoggle goes, "Really?" And then goes, "Prince of the land of stench." Ah, I still got you. <laughs> I still got you with the stench angle. That's where you, like, I can imagine him at. Um, yeah. Him at parties throwing that joke out. If so if like, hey. If you were at the, uh, I'll show you my bog of eternal stench. If you if you were at the in bog, the bathroom, it'll show you it. <laughs> Careful, don't go in the bathroom, everyone. I've turned it into a bog of eternal stench. Well, this leads on to my next question, which was going to be: if you if you were at the bog of eternal stench, oh no, what, what, I'm not what, at the bog what, of eternal stench, Corey. What does not your, the bog of eternal stench? What does your bog of eternal stench smell like? Oh no, <laughs> no, don't do it. I'm, I'm hoggle. <laughs> I am Hoggle, really, aren't yeah. I? I'm no David Bowie. No. If I was in a bog, it'd be like the, like the weird, like, eggy, sewery smell you get from drains sometimes. Oh, no. Yeah. I think maybe egg. Well, egg is a bad smell. I could, yeah. I would say maybe egg is a bad smell. Yeah. I was about to say something really... St- prawn cocktail. I cannot stomach the smell of a prawn, co- prawn cocktail. Anything crisps. No, I don't, I don't like it. Hmm. It just puts me off. Yeah, so that'd be, that'd be your bog. Bit me specific. That'd be, that'd be a lot of people's bog of eternal en- or en- enjoyment. Uh, good, yeah. Yeah, bog of eternal good smells. What's your bog of eternal good smells? Oh, right now, like Ooh, marshmallow sugary, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's my sugary chocolate, maybe. That's melty chocolate. Mm. Yeah, but then I think I don't want to drown in melted chocolate. <laughs> like bog, eternal bog of melted chocolate. <laughs> No, master, not the bog of a melted chocolate. Yes, I'll turn you into a prince. Prince of melted chocolates. Oh. Well, no, they do encounter the, the bog of eternal stench. They do. Which I swear she does ta- step in. Because those rocks are covered in bog water. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Also, Ludo doesn't somehow. And he's, he's heavy. He's... Well, the rocks, are, maybe they're like... Like, like um, touching the floor. Touching or... the floor, yeah, maybe they're like... Mountains, yeah. kind of mountains, if you understand what I mean. There's rocks underneath. It's like an iceberg. Yeah. So Ludo is going to be fine. The rocks aren't floating, I don't yeah. think. I also feel sorry for the that like dog, whatever, whatever it is. Why are we questioning the physics of any of this? Yeah, that's true. Is my point. Why are we questioning the physics of any of this? It's labyrinth. Is is the weird is a... musketeer thing? What is he? Is he a skunk? No, he's a dog. Because he's at the bog. Or a fox. So it's the joke that he's a skunk because he smells bad. Or is he not? He can't I, I, smell the bog, though. He says he cannot smell the bog. Yeah, that's true. I can't, I can't remember what he looks like. Maybe he's like. just got a blocked nose. I remember, I remember his outfit. I don't remember, yeah, like, yeah, his... Yeah, yeah, his hat. Like... Because I'll fight you! I'll fight all of you! Yeah. He goes to the, he goes to the guard at the front of the city, and he goes, I'll take you all out! I'll beat you! He starts hitting him with a stick, and Sarah's like, No, don't, don't do it. We've got to go through the doors, you see. And the the journey to the castle takes you through the gardens, it takes you through all the, all the, wo- the, the woods... It takes you through the the stone, the, the stone yep. hallways and all that, and through the bog of eternal stench, and also through the sort of trash fields or something. Yeah. Where like the old hermit women live, who carry all the stuff on their backs from their yep. lives, I think. And then, then it gives us like a false ending, a false finish. You're like, wow, film, you really tricked me. Yeah. With no ending or climax or resolution. Yep. With Half an hour of the film left to go. You've really deceived me there into thinking it was all a dream. Yeah. And then the old woman comes to the door. She goes, "You must love your things you have in life. 
you're you must like all this stuff. And she starts putting it on her back and it starts yeah, to does. build her big like hermit crab shell. And yeah. then she realizes wait, no, she yeah, yeah, the peach. Yes. Millions of peaches. She she has she she eats a hoggle's cursed peach. Yes. That she says that he tries not to give to her. Yep. Because he's a good guy. Yes. But Jareth is like, you better that's it that bog of eternal stench is calling your name, Hoggle. Yep. It's come it's a coming. You better watch out. So Hog has to give her the peach and she eats it and she forgets her memory and, yeah. and what I can only understand is every fourteen year old girl's dream, which is dancing with David Bowie. Yep. It's definitely mine. I'd like to dance with David Bowie in a nice fancy ballroom dress <laughs> as we spin eternally through the night. And he shows me his bog of eternal stench and his magic balls. <laughs> and his. Yeah, but he does. Yeah, but look, right, listen. Yeah. D- during the start of that dream sequence, it does open with him. It does. Twir- twirling his balls. Yeah, it does. And that they're sort of global. Sp- I thought they were bubbles initially, but. <laughs> Yeah. No, they look like but they look like bubbles. You know when you get a, a bubble and it's like it's got that sort of yeah the bit that's shiny on it yeah, yeah and it's got with them and he can create them out of thin thin air and he had they have a wonderful dance number together mm-hmm. and then and then David Bowie uh, wipes her mind with the mind wiping power yeah so I've got hiccups mind wiping power and it's David Bowie he's he's he's, he's doing it to me for and. <laughs> but she has to she has to come back to her senses and resist this is not her yeah. uh, life she doesn't want this to be forever so she leaves the dream and she gets back to the goblin city and here yeah. we are at the goblin city Ludo's there yes and Hoggle's there correct and her little fox friend is there I'm trying to find out his name find out what his name is he's, he's also there they go into the city and David Bowie does what he should have done immediately and sends loads of armies to capture her yes he sends all of his goblin hordes. His goblin hordes arrive, and they get into a bit of a big fight. He has to fight this goblin mech first. Yeah. My God, look at that! This thing's terrifying. He's got a big axe. He's really slow though, so he is. Able yeah. To, they're able to dodge that axe pretty pretty well. But he's swinging. They're like, oh, watch out! And it takes like three shots for the axe to actually come near them. Yeah. You know, shot of the guy moving his arm. He's swinging the axe. He's still swinging the axe. Yeah. He's still doing it. Yeah. She ducks. And the axe kind of slowly moves over her head and hits the wall. Yep. And also, those spikes are clearly rubber because the dog hit it in the back and you didn't even notice. Nope. Because the the, the, the trick is that you're walled into this fight with this big a goblin mech. I can only describe it as a goblin mech. Yeah. And the spikes come up from behind the door, don't they? The yes. spikes pop up. And then, because it's played by a real dog, this dog, in the shop where it's not a puppet dog. Yep. This dog hits one of the spikes and it just boings like it's a piece of rubber yep. or fa- or foam. And this, like, I noticed that. <laughs> Another thing that I noticed, just because I always I always do this, is I like to watch the extras. Quite, you you know, I like yep. to watch the people in the background and what they're doing. When Ludo summons his rock army, yeah, to because uh, he he can control rocks. He can. He summons his army of boulders to fight the goblin army, and if you look around one of the buildings, there is a rock. Eternally chasing a goblin. They're just going around this one like pole, around and around and around. Like the rock. I don't know whether the rock's chasing the goblin or the goblin's chasing the yeah. rock, but they're just going around and around. They're like that is the best joke. I'm so glad I saw that. What What did you like about the climax of Labyrinth here? Um, you know what I. 
I don't know. I just quite. It's 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 just an interesting world. It's just an interesting like. Wo- I like kind of this weird fantasy. Yeah. Thing. It is, it is weird fantasy, isn't it? It's just weird and unhinged sometimes, mm. and bizarre, and um. So, well, yeah. I mean, it's just got a bit of everything. Yeah. Even the puppet characters. If you've never seen Labyrinth before, yeah. Do yourself a favor and just look up some of the puppet characters mm-hmm. because. The fact that they all have this kind of very clear creational through line. Yep. And what's even more interesting is the puppets that didn't get made. Okay. Like during my research, I found stuff for like things with super long necks, things like weird big bulging eyes. Yep. Like some of the some of the sort of test test images of what what became Hoggle, what became like some of the gobl- some of the goblins. Um, even the designs for the goblins. There's one. There's one goblin who's just got like a big cone around his neck, and there's one goblin with the. the I mentioned the squash face goblin as well. There's like the goblin and the hats and, and the hats and the capes and the helmets. Yep. And all of that type of stuff. I think the the creation of the actual puppets themselves and the animatronic are just fan, are just absolutely fantastic. You know the you know the Henson Company really really. Yeah. Are, are really successful in that type of thing. Obviously, yep. with Dark Crystal and all of that. And... Now, yeah. just to mention one thing, but yeah. the, the practical effects are really good. They are. The the blue screen effects, not so much. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's 1986. Yep. But and you want to pioneer this kind of thing. Yep. But the blue screen, green screen, especially with what are called they're called the fireies. Correct. And yep. they're these sort of bird dinosaur type. Yep. Things which apparently look like. A doll in Sarah's room. That's the that's the meaning of it. Right. Because if you look in Sarah's room, there are toys and stuffed animals that resemble all the creatures right, in the okay. labyrinth. Right. Which which does which does beg the question of if any of it was real. Mm-hmm. True. That's a fair point. Do you believe that any of it was real? Uh. Or believe it was all a creation of. I don't Sarah's know. Sarah's imagination from the book. I she read the book and it had the Goblin King in it and. and yeah, I mean, that is a fair point. She might have. It was 1986, David Bowie was big. She may have imagined the Goblin King as David Bowie. Yeah. If she had a bit of a crush on him or whatever. There's, no, there's ways to logically assume that... I don't think she's schizophrenic. No. But there's ways to assume that, you know, it was all in her head. Yeah, there we go. Look, there's all the um, dolls in a room. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Ludo there. Ludo. I'm saying it's like people can see what I'm looking at. Yeah. Uh, Didymus. That's what it's called. Didymus. Sir Didymus. There's a little hoggle. Uh, there's the the fairy. There's Jareth, like a statue. Statue of Jareth, yeah. So I mean, it could be. It's and the Jareth statue doesn't look exactly like David Bowie. No. So there's a bit of interpretation there. So it, it's possible, and it I don't know. I mean, it might make sense, maybe. And even the little they're like like one of the goblins has a machine gun. I'm sure you've you've seen that as well. One of the goblins because they're wearing these battle suits that can fire the cannons yep. out the front. One of them has like a Gatling gun on the front. You're like, alright, okay, goblins. But let's get into our, our ratings for Labyrinth. Mm. It's a fantastic fantasy film. I've a lot of fun with it. Yep. Uh, the music by David Bowie, the performances, the puppetry, um, the orchestra of it. I'm going to give it An, an, an eight. That's it's gone up from a seven point five. I think an eight is 
it's very solid for Labyrinth. Mm. I'm, I, as I say, I'm a massive Dark Crystal fan. This lends it to that as well. Yep. Uh, it looks like it could be in the same place as Dark Crystal as well. Yeah. All the puppets, all the fantasy puppets. Jim Henson has such a way, and Brian Froud, and I've got a book at home that's like the world of Dark Crystal. It's like a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And Jim Henson has such a way, and the Henson Company have such a way. I mean, Brian Froud as well, and everyone involved in this, all the makers of this create such fantastic creatures that you could never have imagined, you could never dream of, right? Yep. You could never dream up these fantastic puppet creatures and to bring them to life and have them animated in such a way yeah, where they feel real, like they're there. I think it's just fantastic. I'm in awe of practical. I love practical effects anyway, you know me. But I, when it's actually there, um, I love a good practical effect. And this is that, definitely. Yep. In, in This is the meaning of it, Labyrinth, I think. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 reels. And you are? I am going to give it a bit higher. I'm going to go an 8.5. Oh, nice. I was going to hope for a 9 there, but an 8.5 is, um, is... I really enjoy it, mm. and I quite like it. And it's um, it's one of those films where you, you, you look at it and you go, right, okay, look, sto- story-wise it's decent, uh-huh. plot-wise it's fine, but everything else everything, yes. is really good. Yeah. So it just brings it up. That's a, that's a great way to think like, about it. Like, visually it's great. Um, aesthetically, it's great. It's, you know, like I say, plot-wise, yeah, it's fine. Plot-wise, it gets by. And that's yeah. all you need. You know, she just has to rescue her baby brother yep. from the Goblin King, Daddy Dot. Yep. And Nice, but, simple fantasy plot. you get the effects. Yep. And the pr- it's like you're getting so much more. It's like you've come for dinner, yep. and they're giving you the buffet. Yeah. You know, you've come for a three-course. Three-course is nice. Yeah. But you get your buffet as well. You go, oh. You do. And yeah. you've got so much else to enjoy. A visual feast oh, is yeah. Labyrinth. Stick that on your DVD cover. Yeah, visual feast is Labyrinth. And if you look at the Bowie, you might get dessert. Oh. Um, but yeah. Now, <laughs> your uh, weekly rec, Corey. <laughs> yeah, well, before I go into the weekly rec, there's something that's been bugging me. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not it's, not, it's not what's going on in David Bowie's trousers, is no. it? No. <laughs> okay. Even though, again, it, if you watch the film, you're under, it's every you every scene. What, I, what we mean. Every scene. We're very sorry, Ryan. We're very sorry. Ryan, if you haven't watched Labyrinth, watch it, you'll know what we mean. Yeah, right. You, he's seen it. He's seen it, apparently. But he should know what we mean. You know what we mean. <laughs> it's, it's just part of the film. We're not going to make any jokes about it. No. Anyone who already made. Nope. Um, What's bugging you about Labyrinth? It's just something I can't get my head around, you know, where... You. Yeah, you uh, mm, seem to. You remind me of the babe. What? For, oh, wait, hold on. How do I say this? How do I respond? <laughs> Here we go. Come on. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Voodoo? I know, it's hoodoo. Yeah, remind me of the babe. Boom! Oh, nice. There we go. Anyway. Thank you. Um, It doesn't actually do a kick, you throw something in the air. No, but I've, I've, I've got to say, what? He says, what, babe? What, who? What, who? It's, it says, is hoodoo. Hoodoo, voodoo. Vo- yeah. You do. Do what? Remind me of the babe. There we go. Anyway. We weekly Rack. Thank you. Weekly Rack. Uh, you mentioned you had a book. I did. Uh, on Dark Crystal. Yeah, yeah. That shows behind the scene. Mm. So maybe you would like my Weekly Rack. Okay. Which is not that book. Okay. Um, it is instead Inside the Labyrinth. Okay. Which is a one hour fifty documentary oh, wow. on YouTube which essentially just shows the whole making of right. Labyrinth. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, have you already seen this? I, I have. I've seen okay. bits. I've not seen the whole one hour fifty. Oh, I, Dan, what's the one hour fifty for this? Um, but it's 
It's on there. It's an hour 50 behind the scenes labyrinth. Go see how to made it. Uh, it interviews people like Jim Henson and that kind of thing. You just get a good scope of how it's made. I love behind yeah. the scenes and stuff like this and just kind of creative processes and, you know, different thoughts and how things got made and that kind of thing. Yeah, inside the labyrinth here, the fourth wall Yep. YouTube channel. And, yeah, it's here. I, th I think it's looks looks great looks great i see all the goblins have names and everything <laughs> so i uh, what would you what would you give the, I'll, the I'll, I'll give it the same as the film i'll give it 8. an 8.5 very very solid uh just a great fantasy romp i think not yeah. as scary as dark crystal which is good. no it has it would have it's, its moments but not it does have its moments yeah, yeah. at times but especially where the people are taking their heads off and all i was going to say yeah they were yeah they were firing people the, the visuals Falling into a pit full of hands that are trying to grab you. Yeah. Great, yeah. Um, even though I think everyone wants to, David Bowie to visit them in their dreams. <laughs> Gotta say. Yeah, but he's just so mad. So, so charismatic. He's just eats up the screen time when he's there. Yeah. You know. And every line, every every David Bowie line. Yes, even. Nothing. Tra la la. All of that. The bog, the Prince of Stench. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm David Bowie. It's okay because I'm David Bowie. Oh yes. Yeah. We could be heroes just for one day. All of that. Yeah, but no. I mean, it does. It does. He subscribes. And it's part of his legacy, isn't it? It is. Yeah. As a sing, as a singer, as a songwriter, as just a poor, as just an entity, the creature that is David Bowie. Yeah. You know, just this magnetic presence of a man. Yeah. That I'm just in awe of. Yes. And judging by this film, he's got a creature himself. Um, Thank you very much for um, <laughs> listening and watching our review of yes. uh, Labyrinth. 8.5. Um, 8.5. 8.5. David Bowie. David Bowie. Bog of Eternal Stench. Yep. Bog of Eternal Stench. Uh, tra la la. Tra la la. Tra la la. Tra la la. Indeed. Yep. Indeed. Thank you very much. It is a goodbye for me. Goodbye. And a goodbye from Corey. Goodbye.